Now, we talked a lot about stocks, but we did not touch on where you can actually buy these stocks or sell them also. So this is where a stock exchange or a stock market comes into play. Now, when you hear the word market, what do you think about? You think about a place or a location where buyers and sellers come together in order to exchange or trade in goods and services. So, for example, think about a car market. At a car dealership, whenever you want to buy a car, you go to a car dealership. You meet with the seller and you start to exchange and probably negotiate also to buy whatever car you want at a reasonable price. Same thing with a stock market. Instead of selling cars, at the stock market, you can buy and sell shares of stock. The two biggest stock exchanges in the U.S. are the NASDAQ and the New York Stock Exchange. It's on the NASDAQ that you can buy shares in companies such as Microsoft, Apple, or even Starbucks. And it's on the New York Stock Exchange that you can buy shares in companies such as Walmart, Coca-Cola, Snapchat, Johnson & Johnson. Now, in the past, there were some major differences between the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ. For example, the NASDAQ has always been digital. It's always been electronic. And the New York Stock Exchange was actually a trading floor where buyers and sellers would come together in order to trade in shares of stock. But nowadays, even the, the New York Stock Exchange has become a lot more digital, especially because of high-frequency trading. Now, another market that you should know about is the OTC market, the over-the-counter market. This is a market where you can look at trading or buying or selling shares in companies that are up and coming. The OTC market can be a lot more sketchy, so definitely do your research before you trade anything over-the-counter. In the OTC market, that's also where you can buy and sell a lot of penny stocks. Back in the olden days, the stock market was only accessible to the rich and wealthy, also called Wall Street. Now, the people on Wall Street actually learned something. They learned that if they can bring Main Street into the stock market, Main Street being regular investors like you and myself, if they can bring Main Street investors into the stock market, they can make more money and potentially we can also make more money. So why is the stock market so volatile? Why does it keep going up and everybody seems happy and then all of a sudden it crashes? And then it goes up again and then it dips again. So one of the reasons why, and if you look at the short term, it can be many things. It could be definitely speculation. It could be bad news about the economy. It could be changes in governmental policies. Any news could have an impact, whether good or bad, on the stock market. Now, when you look at an individual company, that's even more interesting. Because a company that's on the stock market, if any bad news comes out, it's usually going to have an immediate impact on the stock price of that particular company. So, for example, let's say it's found out that a fast food company that's trading on the stock market they were selling old meat or they were selling old food and it hits the news people hear about it they're shocked it potentially has an immediate impact on the price of the stock and you might see it tumble down now 
Also think about long term. Think about the market cycle that we're in. So in times of economic prosperity, people feel good, people are making money, they have money to invest. So on average, the stock market is going to go up. Now, in times of economic turmoil, in times of war, in times of people losing their jobs at a high rate, that usually also reflects in the stock market. So besides buying stocks on the stock market, there are other additional securities that you can buy, such as commodities, index funds, mutual funds, ETFs, options, futures, and bonds. We'll talk about a couple of them, not all of them, because that's um, a topic for a different day. But let's touch on mutual funds. A mutual fund is a basket of stocks or bonds or a combination of those two that you can invest in. Now, if you're the type of investor that does not want to go out there and start to pick and choose individual stocks that you want to invest in, a mutual fund might be better for you. A mutual fund gives you instant diversification. Now, keep in mind that you will have to pay fees when, whenever you invest in a mutual fund because a mutual fund is managed by somebody, especially the company that you're buying the mutual fund from. So you will have to pay attention to management fees and any additional fees that are associated with that mutual fund that you're thinking about buying. With bond investing, you're pretty much loaning your money out to a corporation or a governmental institution for a set amount of time. You're going to get your money back, your principal, with interest. Now, index funds and ETFs are pretty similar. An index fund, whenever you invest in an index fund, you are investing in a fund that is tracking its underlying index. So, for example, if you invest in an index fund that tracks the S&P 500, you have automatic diversification because that index fund tracks and keeps up with the 500 companies in the S&P 500. An ETF, similar. The, only, the main differences between the two are the fees. The fees are slightly different between the index fund and an ETF. So let's talk about companies on the stock market again. Companies on the stock market are publicly traded companies. These public companies are beholden to their shareholders. This means that they need to document and present how they perform to their shareholders. They do this in different reports. So for example, you have a 10Q, which is a quarterly report, and you have a 10K, which is an annual report that you can look through, read through, and see how the company performed. Now, in order to get to a 10Q or a 10K, it's really easy. And you don't even have to be a shareholder to get access to a 10K. Just go to the company's website or just Google the 10K for a company and you should be able to find it. If a private company wants to go public, meaning being able to trade on the stock market, it needs to go through an IPO, which is also called an initial public offering. Now, why would a private company do this? Why would a private company want to go public? Because think about it. If you're a private company, you can keep all your financial information private. Nobody has to know about this. Only people that know about this are the people that work at the company or the, the immediate investors of that private company. If you go public, all that financial information needs to be displayed for shareholders and pretty much the whole world to see. 
The main reason why private companies do this is to be able to generate a large amount of capital through the IPO in order to expand its business practices. Now, a publicly traded company can also make a lot of money by issuing shares on the stock market. Interesting thing about private companies and public companies is that even though a a company is publicly traded on the stock market, it can be bought out and be turned back into a private company and vice versa. Private company can go public, public company can be bought out and go private. Thank you for listening to my podcast on stock market investing. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, which you can find by searching my name, Giovanni Richters. Also, be sure to check out my books and audiobooks on stock market investing. I'll catch you in the next episode.